Can you smell what Brent Venables is cooking? Well, the champ you barbecue elated some big time recruiting predictions. We'll talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thank you for joining us. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. My buddy here is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at JoshOnRef. You can also hear him Monday through Friday from 9 to noon on 94.7 The Ref in Norman. And Josh, it was Champ U Barbecue Weekend, and there were several recruiting predictions that came down the pipeline. And... I mean, this is this is going to set the stone and help build the momentum uh, for this 2024 recruiting class going forward. Caden Durham. I mean, it seems like everybody who issues a prediction issued a prediction favoring the Oklahoma Sooners in that recruiting battle. LSU was the big time competition right there as, you know, a big time track school. Caden Durham wants to run track. This seemed like one of those things that, okay, Oklahoma, if you're going to have to if you're going to get in on this. It's going to be because he has a legacy. He's got family ties and maybe you're going to let him run track as well. Well, and maybe that's exactly what's happening here at the, the university of Oklahoma. You know, I, I can't imagine where OU track would turn somebody away, you know, even to begin with. I mean, why, why not take a flyer on somebody that wants to run track for you? That's, you know, under this condition, hypothetically is, going to be an Oklahoma commit or Oklahoma signee uh, football signee down the road. So to me, I don't know that it's uh, if I'm the track and field coach, I don't know if it's good business to be in the business of telling someone, ah, no, nah, we just want someone that's totally dialed into track and field. I mean, it's uh, set up for where athletes in the past have been great dual sport athletes at OU. So if that's a big piece of the recruitment, then maybe that's the piece that, that swings this, you know, Oklahoma's direction that you finally get the stamp of approval. But uh, if we're saying that this was a uh, set the stone, set the foundation weekend for, I don't know, how about David stone type weekend for Oklahoma? I'm looking at the tweet here from uh, J.R. Sandlin, who's saying, uh, if you want to buy stock, now's the time to buy stock because Oklahoma had a great recruiting weekend for the hashtag 24 K class and uh it might start right there i know right off the top talking what what durham could be in this class for oklahoma mm -hmm. but i guess the the wide felt belief is that caden durham xavier robinson and michael patterson mcdonald are all close friends with five-star defensive lineman david stone so i'll ask you right off the top I, I know we've got predictions for all three of these folks to talk about but are you buying selling the idea that those three are now a sign that David Stone, We, I mean, maybe many have felt he's trending Oklahoma's direction. Is that a sign that, in fact, yes, this weekend it has swung Oklahoma's direction? I would say that it's a sign that they're really close. You know, are they going to be a package deal? Only they know that. It's it's possible that they want to play football together at the collegiate level. They've got they've got a history. They've, they were childhood friends. But 
again, it, I think I said this last week, maybe, you know, players are going to go where they feel the most comfortable. And yes, having your friends there is going to help you feel more comfortable, but you also have to look at opportunities and you got to look at, you know, what's going to set you up for success and what offense is going to be the best suited for you. Defense is going to be best suited for you. It, it may all come down to, you know, Caden Durham, Xavier Robinson, Michael Patterson, McDonald, David Stone, all of this kind of coming together. Uh, and it really, I think it's the three Durham, Michael Patterson, McDonald, and David Stone that all are, are, are close uh, together. Xavier Robinson is, is just the big time in-state prospect that Oklahoma needs to get. Uh, I, I do think those relationships matter. And I do think that they will have a hand in Oklahoma landing those three players. But I think if it were any other situation, if Oklahoma's coaching situation wasn't to their liking or, you know, they didn't feel like the scheme was going to be a fit for them somehow, some way they would figure out something else. Or maybe it was a good fit for, for a guy like Michael Patterson McDonald, but maybe not a good fit for Caden Durham. Then maybe they'd look somewhere else. Um, so I think it is a factor, but I don't think it's the biggest factor or the only factor at play here. So let's look at just these, this, this trio of predictions, right? Separate from David Stone, I guess uh, collectively just the, the trio of predictions or just individually each player, Caden Durham, really talented running back, uh, Xavier Robinson, same thing, really talented uh, in-state running back from uh, Carl Albert, Oklahoma. What, what are we hearing that these two, if you get commitments quickly, does Oklahoma take a third running back in this class or is that, Hey, uh, done no longer hoping for business in this class it doesn't seem like oklahoma's gonna shy away from taking a third i mean they're they've been heavily recruiting xavier robinson for six months now it seems it, it looked like he was his direction was going towards notre dame iowa state for some time but oklahoma kind of put the press on in recent weeks to land the six foot two, 225, 2,500 yard rusher. That was the five, a offensive player of the year uh, in the state of Oklahoma for 2022 and state champion Caden Durham. I mean, this is a guy that it has ties to Emmett Jones with his connections to the North Texas and Duncanville area. 20, you know what? 2000 yards rushing six, a state title was the, the MVP of the Texas tournament or the state championship tournament. Like, they're, they definitely want those two kids, but I don't think it's going to make them shy away necessarily from a Taylor Tatum. We saw how much Jeff Levy wants to run the football in Oklahoma's offense. There was definitely enough work for everybody at the same time. I kind of ran down the list with uh, my guys over at Sooners Wire in the group chat. Just if you look strictly at what Oklahoma's backfield could be, going into the 2024 season in the sec you're talking about javante barnes gavin sawchuk dalen smothers uh uh caleb hicks caleb hicks i was blanking on caleb hicks's first name um and then xavier robinson and you know caden durham and taylor tatum and if that's all possible like that is a stacked stacked room and at some point you run out of footballs to give everybody but it does seem like you know okay michigan just landed a running back commitment Taylor Tatum also wants to play baseball. Could USC, USC is kind of big in on, on Taylor Tatum as well. Could that be a factor? Again, we, we just talked about this two sport thing. Skip Johnson, well-versed in the idea of letting guys play multiple sports. So I don't think that that's going to be a hangup at Oklahoma either. And if he wants to spend a year or two playing baseball, he can redshirt 
with the Sooners, because they've got so much depth at running back, he can really kind of take the time to see, okay, is football or base ball going to be my future? And, you know, have more time to spend on both and not have to be the guy that comes in, takes the ball, his true freshman season and, and runs with it. What I like though, is that Oklahoma is getting diverse at their running back position and they're kind of having this, uh, diverse portfolio. They're not just putting all their eggs in one guy's basket and saying, no, this is going to be our bell cow. We're riding this, you know, from week one, all the way to the, you know, hopefully a college football playoff berth. And we're just going to feed them 30 carries a game. And they're also diversifying skill sets as well. You're going from a guy like Xavier Robinson, who's a 6'2", 225 bruiser, to a guy like Caden Durham, who's got, you know, 10, 7, 100-yard meter speed. And then, sorry, 100-meter speed. Um, and then a guy like Taylor Tatum, who's more of a do-it-all kind of a running back, a more traditional style that can run the ball. He can, carry, he can catch passes out of the backfield. He can do everything. So I like that they're diversifying a little bit. I don't necessarily think that, the two trending toward Oklahoma rules out Taylor Tatum, but I mean, who knows really how this all plays out because it's, it's rare to see three running backs in a class. And then you throw in a guy like Andy Bass, who is another Oklahoma product who had a really great camp. He's a quarterback. That's probably going to transition to more of a running back position. And then you're like, okay, what do we do with him? So you got this plethora of offensive talent that's potentially coming to Oklahoma. And again, you run out of footballs eventually, but you're loaded already with, you know, with you got uh, Gavin Sawchuck and Javante Barnes and Dalen Smothers and Caleb Hicks, just those four alone over the next few years, you're really well set. You add more depth to that with maybe Caden, probably Caden Durham and Xavier Robinson. And I mean, running back is absolutely loaded. I love it. Yeah. I mean, if you can take three, you take three because probably somebody in that running back room, you just sort of, anymore you, you hate to say it dirty phrasing but you sort of plan on the transfer portal to some degree I mean I think you have to if you're at a place like Oklahoma where you've got all this talent uh, in one position group probably it's okay to to plan ahead a little bit or to overstock uh, a position group just just in case uh, especially if you're overstocking it with uh, blue chip talent in a lot of cases before we move on Michael Patterson McDonald just to, to give him his due here obviously another in-state kid uh, Westmore product rivals is really really high on Michael Patterson uh, McDonald he's all the way up uh, four-star product over there on three's got him uh, a three-star product Todd Bates is Todd Bates the primary recruiter on this I mean he's going to be a defensive back it looks interesting I would bet that everybody's involved in that recruitment because Michael Patterson, McDonald and David stone, the buzz is they are a package deal that for, for, for a long time, you know, Michael Patterson, McDonald was being targeted by Oklahoma in essence, maybe because of David stone. But at the same time, if you turn on his huddle, like he is a, a really impressive safety product or prospect a physical player. He plays fast. I love the way he attacks the football in the air. He he has no fear. And I think that could be a very interesting addition to Oklahoma secondary because you're looking for more ball hawks, more playmakers in the passing game, guys who are able to get downfield and make plays in the running game. And he, he plays with no fear. And you want more of that in your secondary guys that are going to be able to play physical and play tough. And this is a kid that does that. So, you know, whether 
or not Oklahoma made him a priority because of David Stone or they found out about him through David Stone or whatever it is, the kid can play football and, and he can play it really, really well. And that's, that's a kid that, again, as they rebuild this secondary from the Alex Grinch days, you want him in your secondary because he plays with an edge and he plays with a toughness and a mean streak that you really didn't have during Grinch's days. And that's something I think they've really worked to try and create and build up. That's why you brought in Reggie Pearson to play safety because you got a guy that hits hard and plays physical and plays tough. Well, Michael Patterson McDonald, he brings that same kind of energy as well. Yeah, I see that. Uh, I was actually watching a little bit of his tape as, as you were talking right there. And, you know, he, he looks like he would be a, and he is in, in the tape, if you flip it on his, his recent huddle tape, but he looks like the guy that would translate to being a really good secondary blitz guy. Yes. So uh, as somebody that can, you know, you, you put that, that safety blitz on and he can come downhill and make something happen and wants to go hit somebody. So that, that part of the tape, I'm sure that I'm sure that stood out to Brent Vittables in this coaching staff. I'm sure that they uh, really, really like that. Okay. The man that uh, we've been talking about a little bit in these, these recruits, these recruiting predictions for said recruits, are they swinging the scales, Oklahoma's direction on David Stone? Well, we'll tell you what you think, uh, what we think, and maybe what you should think. And, oh, by the way, there's some other news out there on David Stone probably you want to know about. But tonight, as always, brought to us by FanDuel Sportsbook, and baseball season is in full swing. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers, a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Back in bonus bets, if your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on to join today. Don't miss that chance. Again, no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, FanDuel.com backslash locked on to sign up FanDuel, an official partner of major league baseball also uh, want to invite everyone to get ready oh sneaking up this week it's going to be interesting the locked ons nba mock draft mock draft special excuse me locked ons nba mock draft special it's here and it's bigger and better than ever so follow along with the entire first round in a six episode ultimate mock draft experience that only Locked On and the Locked On Network can deliver all episodes available right now on Locked On NBA Big Board on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. David Stone has uh, set the official visit to Michigan State. Obviously, it, it, let, let's start here. Let's jump into the official visit to Michigan State, but let's first just let's break down. It looked like looked like he had a great time in Oklahoma. Yeah, and. You know, I kind of come at this from a perspective of how often do you hear recruits say they had a bad time at a place? And how often do you hear um, recruiting analysts with their sources talk about how, man, that that kid, this this five star kid really didn't look like he had a very good time um, on, on his visit with us. So I think we're probably out. You never hear that, right? It's always rainbows and sunshine and, you know, unicorns and, and uh, popsicles and whatever. The ice cream truck is coming down the lane. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a kid that knows everything he needs to know about Oklahoma. There's no surprises here. What's happening is Oklahoma is just keeping, keeping the pressure up. I say keeping the pressure up, just keeping the recruiting pitch moving forward. Like, they're not stagnant. They're not slowing down. They're still making him a priority. They're still – like setting everything up 
because they want, they really, really want him. Uh, what's intriguing about this is not only was he the, he was not the only five-star defensive tackle in town this weekend. It was also Dominic McKinley's official visit for the Sooners as well. Long thought to be more than likely heading to LSU because he's a Louisiana native. You hear you know reports from guys like Brandon Drum at, at uh, OU Insiders at Rivals. Talks about how OU really moved the needle. Um, with Dominic McKinley this uh, this recruiting or this weekend. So, I mean, this is a kid that's a top 30 player, um, a, you know, in a lot of situations and, and uh, by a lot of recruiting rankings. And if they, I mean, based on just what we know, Joseph, uh, you know, Jonah Ajonye looks like he's trending towards Georgia, but he was also in town for this official visit during Champion as well. So Oklahoma is not slowing down. And yes, David Stone is kind of the priority target of the class, they're also like moving the needle in a significant way for a guy like Joseph Jonah Ajonye, a guy like Dominic McKinley to bolster that interior because they, they looked really good with Nigel Smith. They look really good with Willie, with Williams Winery, but it's that interior defensive line that needs a lot of help and, and not just for the 2024 recruiting class, but down the road, like they need to keep building upon that in the way that Alabama does and LSU and Georgia, where they keep stockpiling these elite defensive tackle prospects, Oklahoma needs that as well. And yeah, David Stone is kind of like the number one target as far as defensive tackle goes. But the fact that they're moving the needle on Dominic McKinley is huge as well, just to give them kind of a fighting chance, a little, you know, a little haymakers chance. And according to drum, it was the sole mission that really kind of set them apart and really impressed him and his mother on the official visit. So, but back to David Stone, like the fact that they continue to impress him, given that he he knows like he knows what he's getting with Oklahoma it would be easy to kind of let your guard down a little bit and like well what else do we have to show him well no they keep kind of raising the bar for what their recruitment of David Stone looks like and and that's that's impressive and you know the fact that Bob Stoops was there also trying to to encourage David Stone to come um you know it's a big weekend you know they've made the champion barbecue their premier event in the recruiting cycle um, and, it, and it creates a lot of fun for not just the players, but families and, and friends and the coaches and everything. It just seems like a big kind of family get together and, and which is what a barbecue should be, right? A barbecue is just a big get together where everybody has a good time and we party, and we eat good food. It should be a party. Absolutely. And, and I'm not going to, I guess, draw the largest conclusions from, Hey, it sounds like it went, it went great this weekend, but you know, probably most anything that you see get put out there, yeah, is, you know, toss the crimson and cream on and shoot a recruiting video and have a, a photo shoot. Typically, yeah, it's always going to look positive. But I will say, I, I mean, the video of David Stone falling over into his potential future teammates' arms, and I don't know, it, it, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that felt like something that somebody's very, very comfortable somewhere would do on a yeah. recruiting visit. It, it was – I guess what I'm trying to say is it it looked like to me more than just your typical recruiting photo shoot or your typical recruitment. Hey, I'm on campus video. It, it felt like there was something there and maybe I'm just getting caught up in the, Hey, this is a five-star that Oklahoma needs to get. But uh, it, it really genuinely looked like he was having a blast in Norman, Oklahoma. Well, the interaction between Isaiah Coe and David Stone on Isaiah Coe's Instagram, if you hadn't seen it, it's kind of making the rounds on Twitter, but it was just like, the way brothers are, are really good friends interact, you know what I mean? That that's different, you know, and that's with a, a veteran player 
you know, having that relationship with the kids. So that that's to me that that stands out as much as anything that there's that comfort level that, you know, the relationship that he has with not just the guys in his recruiting class, but also upperclassmen on the team, you know? So I, I think that does matter. And, and seeing a guy have that level of comfort, it does matter. You know, he feels like he can be himself. You want that. And so if you're going to have positive takeaways from that or positive takeaways from a recruiting weekend, that's what you take away is that the kid feels like he can be at, you know, at home with himself. Well, and I guess just to cross the T's and and dot the I's here, just one quick thought on McKinley to your point, it can't just be a David stone in a class. And then, Hey, that was, it'd be great. It would be massive news if Oklahoma ends up getting a signature from David stone, but it can't just be David stone in this class. And then crickets in the class. And Oh, by the way, you know, defensive tackle, defensive line now and moving forward, that's kind of the big home run. And then we don't have many more of those. So to that point, yeah. I mean, whether it's stone and McKinley or stone and insert name here and one whatever, I mean, yeah, it needs to be multiple guys in, in each class, but to cross the T's to dot the I's official visit to Michigan state. What do you make of it for David stone? This is just one of those things that again, it's letting the process play out. You know, he's a big fan of the process. It looks like, you know, we talk with our guy, Brian Smith here on the locked on network and he'll say the same thing is that David stone has been enjoying, you know, the recruiting aspect of all this, being able to go on all these visits. I mean, being able to travel the country and, and spend time in these places and locales and Hey, more power to him. Like if you, if I could do that, if I could go on, just go to Miami for a weekend, just because I can and, and go hang out with all these, you know, uh, you know, college athletes, like, when I was a high school kid, I would have been all about that. Go out to LA, go up to, you know, uh, Lansing, East Lansing, go out up to Eugene, like check all these places out. Why not? Like that'd be a blast. Right. Uh, and so I do think, you know, Michigan state, they've been a thorn in Oklahoma's recruiting side, um, for the last couple of years, although it hasn't worked out for them on every occasion, you know, they got the by Job, uh, you know, commitment, they looked like they were heading in the right direction for Zadavian Sims until Oregon swooped in kind of in the final, the final hour on that recruitment. Uh, but I, I will say that, you know, David Stone has been recruited by Mel Tucker in Michigan state for a long, long time. And for a long, long time, it seemed like they were the biggest threat to Oklahoma in this, in this recruitment. And so I, I think that this is probably a relationship thing. He's got a lot of relationships with that staff. And again, why not take the trip, you know? And even, even if he doesn't end up committing there, and who knows, he might still have Michigan State very well kind of even with everybody else. Like he might not have his decision made. Although a lot of people seem to think David Stone's leaning toward Oklahoma. No, only, only he knows where his heart's at on this front. And so Michigan state could very well be still a serious contender on this. If it's, even if it's not, it's still like a, a respectful thing to do to continue to, to build those relationships because I mean, so much of life is about relationships, whether it's sports or journalism or, you know, nursing or, you know, pick a field, like so much of it comes down to the relationships you have. And there's no sense in burning bridges when you don't have to. And it's not that it would burn a bridge if he decided to not go on this visit with Michigan state, but it would still kind of 
continue to build a relationship because the way coaches move around so often, like the guy that's his defensive tackle coach now could one day be his defensive tackle coach or sorry, the defensive tackle coach at Michigan state could one day be his defensive tackle coach in the NFL, you know, and, or he could move around and, and end up at another school or, or whatever things change. And, and so having those relationships kind of matters again, this is a kid enjoying the process, taking all the visits he can and doing what Brent Venables tells his prospects to do, take all your visits and then come back to us if you're ready to commit. And I think for me, it would be absolutely, it's a little bit frightening because, you know, for a lot of the reasons you just laid out right there, even if people felt like at one point in time, the momentum stalled toward Michigan State and uh, it sounded or seemed like it did from a lot of people that were in the know, because you've got what feels like strong relationships built up, that's a little scary that uh, David Stone's about to take that official visit. So absolutely, uh, I wouldn't qualify it as a a great thing from Oklahoma's behalf, but uh, it also could be, to to finish on this subject, glass half full here, it could be the final cross Michigan State off the list after the visit's done too, right? So uh, we we don't really know. I mean, it could be that with this just kind of, for Oklahoma fans, uh, reopens some old wounds, or this could be the the final, you know what, Oklahoma's the spot for me. And uh, we just got to let the process play out as, as media, as fan members. Yeah, and sometimes knowing what you need to know also knows what, like, you have to go and experience things to know what you don't want, you know? And that's part of it, too. So, again, some of this is just, you know, a lot of just guessing uh, because only the kids and their families really know what they want and what they're looking for. And, and yes, you know, the, the guys, Brandon drum, Parker, uh, Josh McQuistion, um, Colin Kennedy at two, four, seven, you know, they, they're all as in tune with a lot of this stuff as anybody could be. Uh, but still it just comes down to the kid knows what he knows and only he knows what he knows. Um, and that's okay. Like it's there, it's a big time decision that they got to make, but it's a lot of fun to, to follow and track. And it's like, it's like looking at NFL mock drafts, right? NFL mock drafts rarely do they serve any purpose except they're entertaining and they're fun. Do they some, a lot of times do they get the picks right? Sure. But a lot of times they get them wrong. And that's just because the, the process is so wide open and, and teams only teams know what they're looking for as much as analysts kind of speculate what they're looking for. The same thing goes a little bit on, on the recruiting side. Uh, you know, we might think we know what a prospect is looking for, a recruit's looking for, but really only they and their family know what, what it's all going to come down to for them to make a decision. So, you know, it, it's fun to follow. Um, don't get too up in arms about it. Don't, you know, s- spend a whole lot of time like agonizing over it because it could just leave us all hurt and we don't want to do that. But uh, it's going to be fun to follow. And, and I mean, we could have some commitments this week. The way that the buzz is, has been going, especially on Caden Durham and Michael Patterson McDonald and Xavier Robinson, it wouldn't surprise me to see commits come out of this weekend. You know, last year in the Champion Barbecue, Oklahoma ended up with seven commitments out of visitors from that Champion Barbecue. Uh, Jackson Arnold was also there, but he had committed months before. Uh, but it was a big time weekend for them, and it led to uh, big time commitments as well. So let's end on this. Champion barbecue. I, I think the, the big storyline we 
led right off the top with, which is, hey, now you've got more predictions in for a couple of running backs and for Michael, Michael Patterson, McDonald. So Caden Durham, Xavier Robinson, Michael Patterson, McDonald. The the other piece I think was was David Stone, or for a lot of folks was David Stone. What else caught your attention from the Champ U barbecue, and then sort of tying into the the well thoughts you were sharing right there? What's an appropriate timeline for when uh, we maybe start seeing some dominoes start to fall from said Champ U barbecue? Anything else out there from the barbecue really grab your attention to something we haven't talked about? I still think Oklahoma looks great for Davin Mitchell. I mean, nothing has really turned against them. I mean, he was very much also on the, you know, recruiting guys as well. Like he was posting stuff out there about, you know, Hey, Caden Durham, how's this looking or whatever, you know, just tagging 2024, you know, recruits and, and prospects. It seems like he's kind of already started his recruiting pitch to other, other players and, and things like that. So I think the other thing that really stuck out and I'll, I'll have to see if I can find it real quick, but. I mean, it was just this, um, it was a tweet that Nigel Smith shared and it had, I mean, it was such a stacked looking group of defensive linemen. I mean, it had stone, it had Nigel Smith, it had Dominic McKinley and Joseph Jonah, Joan Yeh and Jay Sean Ross. Um, I mean, this is going to be, this could potentially be a very deep class at defensive line, which it needs to be, you know, it needs to kind of mirror the secondary class from 2022, the 2023 cycle that was deep, right? They need to do that with this class where they add three defensive ends and three defensive tackles and really hone in on stockpiling that defensive front talent so that by 2025, 2026, that's the core of your defensive, your defensive front. And it needs to be a blue trip defensive front. So, I mean, there's, there's so much that they could come out of this, but, I mean, we touched on the big names and, and really it's David Stone. I mean, that's the, we're all on David Stone watch. Um, but now we're a little bit on Dominic McKinley watch too. And, you know, it's also going to be interesting to follow what happens with the offensive line because like Caden Massey and, De, you know, Casey Poe and um, Bennett Warren, like there's a lot of like big time offensive linemen in town too. And that matters just as much as the defensive line to Oklahoma's future as well. So they got to hit some home runs out of the park on this. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see what happens this this coming week and the following week and uh, to find out if there's some legitimate – we feel like there's some serious smoke and steam with at least the three names we led the show with. And, and what about elsewhere in this class for uh, Oklahoma? Champion Barbecue, like you said, seven commits came out of it a year ago. So I, I'm sure that uh, you know more than just the three we talked about off the top – now we just wait and see how the uh, the dust settles in the next couple of weeks or month. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of the show. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on Ref. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. The show is at Locked On Sooners. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and over on YouTube. Hit that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. Josh will be back for the live show on Monday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. Ding, ding, ding. Let's do it. All right, he's in. So make sure you are uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel over there and you can be a part of the show. Drop in your comments, your questions, and Josh will carry it. I'll be spending time with my wife. It's our 13th wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary, Audra. And didn't leave the show with this, but happy Father's Day to all the dads, all the step-up dads, all the guys that are father figures, the granddads, all y'all out there. Happy Father's Day to you. 
But until next time, he's Josh Helmer. I'm John Williams. Boomer Sooner.